0: Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally the cook as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up.
1: Okay, so we are back. <laughs> <laughs> Garage FM. <laughs> We're changing up. <laughs> No, we're back, and um, well, you know what? Let's kick in. It's been a lovely
0: sunny week, hasn't it? So, how was your week? Sunny. (laughs) How how do you cope with the sun? (laughs) I don't. I don't cope that well. Yeah, some malfunctioning. I know. I I basically do. I I couldn't talk just now. I (laughs) couldn't get my uh, alliteration out properly. But um, no, yeah, it's been actually it's been quite a nice week. It's been quite chilled. A few more opportunities have come up for me, Um, and yeah, I got to play a bit of golf
1: that's so, always a nice in the sun yeah. isn't it just a wander around yeah, like burning just, in the sun yeah yeah. and
0: um, yeah i think that's it how's yours
1: you need to work on your putting i know that much yeah <laughs> i know and sorry <laughs> if you can hear some background noise nine again because we got the doors open because otherwise we yeah, will melt we will basically melt. Yeah. so um yeah no good week um i think uh yeah it was all really for me building up to our phonics gig to mm. be honest with you which mm. obviously we had a great episode didn't we yeah last week um and obviously you got to meet kerry and I matt got to
0: meet kerry and matt and yeah it was nice sit- sitting with them and just hearing it's nice just hearing like not orig- almost like an origin story yeah. about like Stereophonics, which then put in how they met. Um, yeah, just it's it's always nice to meet the fans. Yes. The know, fans yeah, the fans. carried you hear that? So unfortunate, you know, I had to refuse to sign because it just wasn't appropriate in the past. <laughs> Matt took his top off, didn't he, when you'd he signed his chest? I know, I know. It was it, it was a little bit embarrassing and unnerving um, when when he asked me to do it like Sid Vicious does. It was a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> me. Save the QE, to be fair, yeah. I think he was starstruck, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, same. I think it's, uh, it's great to spend time with different people, see everyone, you know, when you see... Obviously, there were 60,000 over both days, yeah. and I think I know so many people who went yeah. over each day. Um, and it was really a really celebration of all things Welsh, wasn't it? Mm. You know, Welsh lineup, the National Welsh Stadium. Um, you no, know, fantastic day. But I think yeah. we should just dive in now, because yeah. we've I got... Yeah, I think I've given 100. a little bit away there, but <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we'll try again, we'll bring on some Take chaos. two. Take two. Um, so this band, their story began in 1972, when two working class teenagers from Shepherds Bush, uh, Steve Jones and Paul Cook, um, influenced by Roxy Music and David Bowie, and what will come to be called the Junk Shop Glam, um, decided to practice and create their own band. Initially they used the names The Strand and The Swankers. Uh, from there, yeah I said Swankers, beginning with an S um from there moving on so they began hanging out at a clothing boutique called too fast to live too young to die um so that was a lot around the fashion recording the rebellion of the first rock and roll era and that's where they got to know vivian westwood and malcolm mclaren so malcolm mclaren some people will know he briefly tried to manage new york dolls before they broke up broke up so he saw something in Jones, and he basically Jones asked McLaren if he'd like to manage them. Uh, by this time, he'd rented a rehearsal space. Um, they also looked and brought in an art student, Glenn Matlock, um, who he worked part time at the shop. So McLaren recruited him. Um, then they soon came to realise that their lead guitarist wasn't up to much, so he was fired. So Jones took over on guitar. I think McLaren had a, he liked Jones. He wanted to call the band Cutie Jones and the Sex Pistols. Um, But then it became clear that Jones wasn't up to it. Being a lead man, singing, it just wasn't in it for him. So they needed to find someone. They needed to look out. August 75, McLaren spotted someone wearing a pink Floyd t-shirt. And he'd scrawled I hate over it. This person was John Lydon. Yeah. Um, soon nicknamed Johnny Rotten in honour of his bad teeth. So we've got the Sex Pistols. They're starting to grow. November 75, they were invited to open for a group called Bazooka Joe at St. Martin's College. Um, they began with covers, but then their intense stage volume and how they perform led to basically the power being pu- pulled. They pulled the plug yeah. on them. Um, but they did make an impression on the bassist of Bazooka Joe. Stuart Goddard who came who based later was Adam Ant. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um and then basically they they then attracted a certain group of fans. Um within those fans were Su- Susie Su, Steve Severin, Billy Idol. 1976, they opened for Eddie and the Hot Rods. Um fans invaded the stage whilst they were there. Literally, they they started to get their notoriety coming. Then they moved on to doing tours with other punk bands. Um, So sort you know, as well as being influenced by Stranglers, The Damned, um, and record companies started paying attention. So EMI were the first ones. And then EMI decided to release Anarchy in the UK. However, in 1976, they decided to take on an interview hosted by Bill Grundy and the band went on air and let's just say it turned rather blue Yes. Um, predominantly led by Jones which I found quite interesting and not by the character of Johnny Rutten EMI heard that and said yep not having that Um, they also dropped the band but they let them keep their 40 grand as a farewell gesture then it was decided that um, Glenn Matt Locke was dropped yep. from the lineup, and someone else came in. Someone who people might know, Simon John Ritchie, uh, Sid Vicious was hired, and I think this is where we step up a gear quite mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so they were signed by A and M Records, who really pushed to release "God Save the Queen." Uh, however, as A and M were having that done, um, pressed. The pistols visited the offices and rotten and vicious were verbally abusive, smashed, basically smashed the place up. So leading again to them to be, oh sorry, Anthony Jones per, um, Jones persuaded a woman to have sex with him in the, in the bathroom as well. That's right. Um, so, I mean, you can guess what happened. They were dropped, <laughs> so, but they wanted it. They wanted to get God Save the Queen out. And this is where it's interesting linking it with stereophonics. Who did they meet but Richard Branson, and it was Virgin Records, the independent label, yep. that pushed them out, and that actually had them playing "God Save the Queen" on a boat That's right. on the Jubilee, which is interesting. Again, recording this just after the Jubilee, um so this was 1977. So I think it's for the twenty, not the 25th Jubilee, would it? That would have been then, wouldn't 30, it? something. Something. Like, I don't know my maths. Let me know if I'm wrong. People. was it? 35th, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um and that but the reason they went on the boat is because as they were climbing the charts, they weren't getting played. Yeah. So radios weren't playing it. Again, got a lot of coverage from the media for that and they made number one. And that's where the birth of of the sex pistols. Yeah. So where where do you want to go from there? I Good mean <laughs> I
1: mean, punk is just something that we love. We both Love it don't yeah. we like and, and obviously there's been stems of punk that have come off there as well I think it's interesting to note we did phonics last week and Richard Branson played a part in them getting signed in on his V2 yeah. record so obviously has an eye for different mm. you know for different bands mm. controversial bands because I think at the time he picked them up um, like you said the EMI dropped them yeah a lot of record labels were in touch with the barge pole but the interesting about the Grundy interview was well, Steve Jones was being antagonised wasn't he and he Flirted with one of the women because they took an entourage mm. on with them, didn't they? And he called them a, he called him a dirty fucker, basically, yeah. didn't he? And then Grundy was like, "You've got five seconds, I swear." And he just tiraded just for, out yeah. a pile, yeah. Didn't he, Steve apparently,
0: Williams. and again, you know, I've got this book. Um, Please kill me, um, which is about it's basically interviews yeah. all around punk, and apparently that their man Grundy had all been heavily drinking ah, just before the interview, okay. um, allegedly. So actually, yeah, what, what it was is they were all they were all probably pushing for the Dutch courage yes you No, know, and saying oh come on you know, say what you want to say say what you want to say let's do it let's do it so yeah, yeah. You know, interesting how the media can change things and I that
1: think that this is probably the interesting thing for me about the whole punk movement in the UK was the media's role in it mm. what I like to stress about punk is punk's not just the music Right, punk was like a way of life, wasn't it? It was difficult mm-hmm. in the um, UK in the 70s. It ha- unemployment was high. Inflation was high, which we're going through at the moment, yep. you know. Um, rumblings of discontent underneath. They'd also had a decade of the Beatles, and not they? You know, mm-hmm. and all the bands that came from the Beatles. And this were sort a of group who were like, we're sick of drum solos. Mm-hmm. We're sick of guitar solos. We're sick of, like, leotards and all mm-hmm. that, you know. We're going to come in your face. And, like, we're gonna <laughs> we're going to do, like, a yeah. full-on revolution and mm. that was malcolm mclaren's point wasn't it so he had the shop with vivian westwood which was on yeah. the king's road mm-hmm. in chelsea which was when you listen to punks on the documentary we've linked as well which is an amplified documentary on youtube they say that was the only place to be at that time that had anything happening because everything else was either dire or samey yeah but then people started to experiment with looks and that was because malcolm mclaren they said spend some time in new york the scene had been developing in New York mm-hmm. already for mm-hmm. a few years and the look had been developing yeah. through the New York Dolls and some others. They came to an end because Malcolm McLaren dressed them up as communists, basically. And in America at the time, nothing scared Americans more than communism. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think
0: it's the heartbreakers said when they went to go on tour yeah. with the Dolls they tried to do the same to them yeah. and they, they basically told them well, you know, they they were pretty hardcore at the heartbreakers. because if you thats yes. their story that's a, that might be another one but that might be a very X-rated one so. but you know it was just a kind of I think he saw—he was inspired by something we talk about yeah. inspiration
1: a lot wasn't we Malcolm McCarron he wanted it to go beyond music he wanted so the fashion house that him because he was married to Vivian West at the time mm. was very um they want to do anti fashion, mm-hmm. and that's where the Nazi imagery comes in, doesn't it? And some of that stuff. It, but it wasn't what supported Nazis, it was actually against them because mm. they put the Nazi sign on like a pink flag. Yeah. Because that yeah. then denoted homosexuality uh, at that time, and that's they said the Nazis would have, hate, mm. like, would have, would have hated nothing mm. more. Um, so I think for me, it started in London if you look back you look at punk bands they talk about like Jerry Lewis Elvis because mm-hmm. punk is an action yeah. isn't it it's about how you act and mm-hmm. how, what they were doing but you definitely hear it comes to me like the kinks um, you know sh- you really got me mm-hmm. if you listen to that the sound the who we talked about them on a previous pod but then especially when like MC5 Velvet Underground um, and the Stooges mm-hmm. with Iggy Pop come yeah. through yeah. that then is where it's like oh hang on now it's three nice. chord. It's in your face. Not so much Velvet but definitely the Stooges mm. you know an MC5 and we can do it. Mm. A lot of people yeah. looked at that and go we can do that. Yeah. And Steve Jones had to teach himself didn't he? To play yeah. guitar because yeah. yeah. he wanted to be
0: in a band. Like us there's still hope for us. You know yeah. Self-taught. Yeah. But it's interesting when you mention Jerry Lee Lewis because a lot of people think of you know the punk movement and you know sex pistols then also bringing in the who and stuff of like breaking you know smashing things up yeah. throwing things out of windows jerry lee lewis used to absolutely trash his I know. I know like he used to you know he kind of set the tone for that but i don't know it's almost seen as fun with him yeah. i don't know you know for me just the opinion of just hearing people talk whereas you know the who and all of those were more well they're just causing chaos why yes. are they doing that you know and it if that leads me on to probably yeah. my favourite quote yeah. which was yeah. um, it was from Malcolm McLaren and it was we're not into music we're into chaos and I think that just sums punk up 100% perfectly it's, it's, 100%. we're into we don't need to make the money You know, we can self teach ourselves how to do stuff we can live in a slum but what we want to do is actually get in your face and tell you what we think yeah. and say this is not right yeah. we need to stand up for this You know, and as we know Pussy Riot are doing yeah, know, and lots of drum bands are doing at the moment yeah. and that's but, punk isn't
1: it yeah You know, they used to show up near outside prisons, or they they run onto the pitch of the World Cup in Russia, didn't they? You know, that is punk. Is actually when you get to a point where it's enough's enough. We all have the the, like the period of time inside of us where we get annoyed, but then we go, "But I'm not going to take to the streets over that." Mm. Do you mean? Whereas these people are like, "No action," and Malcolm McLaren keeps talking about it. Even to the point where he's turning band members on themselves and yeah. making decisions because I think he liked it. I think he liked to
0: watch it. He didn't wanted he? the chaos. That's where yeah. them, and also that's where the music came from. Mm. You know, the music came from that chaos. And another thing which stuck in my head again, you know, linking back to other people, so linking back to Johnny Cash. You know, yeah. they they performed at Chelmsford Prison. Yeah, they did a whole. Re- yes, well, they, they did a whole recording. Yeah, you know, they actually yep. recorded live at, at Chelmsford Top Security Prison, and just. I'd hate to know what the guards were thinking when they heard that music starting. And it's like, we've got all of these, you know, I don't know who was inside at that point. But we got all these people here, listening to this music about fighting back against stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they must've been, you know, sort of on tenterhooks It's like, how is this going to go? A hundred percent.
1: And I think like, you know, we talked about them. A lot of the Beatles forced a movement and, you know, we love the Beatles. We probably have our next two parts of that coming out at some mm-hmm. point this year. Um, but there was time for like they'd had enough, mm. and I think rock music around that time had, t- had the Deep Purple led it turned into long guitar, and they were like, "No, we're going to shorten this down to two and a half minutes and tell you what we think." What we think, yeah, you know, rather than writing about different things. There's also like another we like to hark back. This is going to have loads of links, but um, Sid Vicious crawling in on a, on a Freddie Mercury mm. and antagonising him, and yeah. basically Freddie Mercury beat him up and mm. kicked him out. You know, but I don't think Sid Vicious he just wanted the fight I don't think he cared if he won or lost you know but he, that was like a proper we are sick of what you're doing now and we're going to fight you like yeah. you know and that's what they were doing on stage as well I know you've got the book and I'm going to pinch it after you when you finish but yeah there was a few bits in there that stood out for yeah, me, I mean, it's,
0: for me it's, it's interesting so it's talking from um, the heartbreakers you know from that sort of their element of when they they were asked oh, do, you want, do you want to come over to the UK do you, want, do you want to play this band called the Sex Pistols and they're like who are they we we don't know much about them, but yeah, go on, we'll we'll go for it, you know, and we'll just yeah. Well, what it was is literally Lee Child has called Johnny Thunders and said, "You want to go to England and do a tour with Malcolm McLaren and some band called the Sex Pistols?" And um they essentially said, "Oh well, do you remember Malcolm? He's the weird guy who managed the Dolls for a few months. Made us all dress like Russians. It should be fun. It's a trip to England. Let's go." <laughs> yeah. And they just said, fuck it, two dollars are better than none from Jerry Nolan. They just went. And off they went. And they went over, never heard of them. You no. Know, and the night they arrived, they got met by the Sex Pistols. And the Sex Pistols were on a really big high yeah. because they'd just been on TV doing a TV show, which was the Bill Grundy thing. Oh, right. The Heartbreakers woke up the next morning to the papers. <laughs> and literally, they, they just said, oh, well, look what you've gotten into. And they thought, oh, my God, here we go. It's <laughs> so amazing. They just went for it. But just that, that tour... You know, like we were saying, the Heartbreakers, the Damned, the Sex Pistols, and the Clash—amazing. Like,
1: you I wouldn't think get a better anybody,
0: anybody listening, went to it or knows anyone who's been to it, please get in touch because I would love to chew your ear off about it. Because that would have been. We, I was talking to my nan about that. I was, what
1: does she remember about the seventies? Mm. And mm. told, what she went to punk or anything mm. like that. But they lived in London in the sixties, and obviously remembers where they were for the Jubilee. She said the UK was a tough place at the time. You know, in terms of what we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So with the punk stuff, have, she's like, I'm not really surprised, you mm. know. So, but what I think is interesting, what you were just saying there, punk had started making the CBGBs, isn't it? That kind of part mm. of New York, mm. you know, with the New York Dolls and um, you know other bands around that time as well, you know, came through. But I think Television, I think, was another one that was that was mentioned that played there. Um, even like Talking Heads at the time were considered yeah. new wavy punk blondie um, people like that, and that's where it started to bubble. What then goes on in the UK It's it like almost like so it starts in New York, but then it gets amplified in the yeah. UK, doesn't it? But that's because they had, you know, Vivian Westwood is still around now, you know, designing, mm. got her shops open. She's always been left wing, made fashion that's in your face. To me, when I think of punk, I think of the London punk scene. Mm. I know it was going on in New mm. York, but I think yeah. because they had in the UK, they had everything around it. The art. Like if you remember when mm. they released um, "God Save the Queen," was so the Queen's first jubilee, yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah, the radios wouldn't play it, so they, when they, I think they got to number 11 first, yeah, and they just skipped past just it. Whereas past if you it, got yeah. the top twenty, they normally play your track. Mm. Um, also, then there's controversy around it because they, when it came number two of the Queen's Jubilee weekend, that they reckon it was purposely put but into there. number two, yeah. and they didn't play it again. They censored it. Um, but the artwork for it is like the, the Queen that you'd see her on a banknote with the the um, British flag behind her. Yeah. But with um, God save the Queen across her eyes and mouth. Yeah. That's powerful it stuff. Yeah. It, at that time, you wouldn't people wouldn't have dreamed of doing that, mm. would they?
0: And it's it's iconic. It's completely really iconic. iconic, like Lloyd was saying about the Clash. Yes. You no, know, it's such. You see that photo, you know exactly what it the is. London Calling, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So the artwork to me was always a big thing, and like. Never mind the bollocks Here Come the Sex yeah, Pistols That's the name of the first album yeah. Anarchy in the UK I am an antichrist Yeah Like y- y- <laughs> People weren't doing it no. EMI then If you remember When they released the album They put another track And they called EMI Where they basically Bash one of the biggest Record labels in the world mm. You know Where they just go after them On a record Yeah They really didn't care But what I think is interesting When you see them go to America Malcolm McLaren again Loving mm-hmm. the chaos right? You know I don't know Steve
0: Jones's quote but yeah. Loving the
1: chaos send them to places where he knew they wouldn't like him. Yeah. He sent the southern parts of America, yeah, didn't he? They? And yeah. they're playing in like cowboy bars. Yeah,
0: and then Sid Vicious had a t-shirt of two kissing cowboys yeah, yeah, that's whilst right. he was playing. was Johnny um,
1: Rottenberg, I think. Was, was it Johnny Rottenman? Yeah, yeah, because I think okay. Sid Vicious had his top off. Okay, Oh well, yeah. Threw then bottles he of through a him, bottle and then
0: they? he Yeah. But, um, intro, just going back quickly to the Jubilee, do you know what was number one? And it's, quite, no. it's quite ironic, actually, if you think about how the Sex Pistols reacted. It was Rod Stewart. I don't want to talk about it. Double A side with the first cut is the deepest. Wow. Which kind of sums up actually that was their first cut of like and then they just went on. So the first cut is the deepest talking about that and going to Sid
1: Vicious, wasn't it? Yeah. About like uh, yeah. from early. I mean if talk going back to your work, he threw yeah. a lot of danger signs up, didn't he? Oh, his... there,
0: there were red flags everywhere. I mean yeah. he was I again you know the heartbreakers say like the only person who could keep up with them was Sid so Vicious yeah like in all their drug use you know and everything and they just but then it's also and again this may end up having to be another part of Sid and Nancy yeah, and their yeah. relationship they yeah. get you know and it is you know this like these this book is just interviews you know and it's transcripts of interviews so I've kind of focused on the one which mentions Sex Pistols but um it was Lee Childers was saying about how he found out that nancy sponging had come from america to the uk mm. for a bit and they the first thing he said to the heartbreakers was don't go anywhere near this person yeah and they were like we know we need to keep away we need to keep away and she just leech on to people yeah and essentially that's what she did to sit no she she leached on you know not saying they weren't both you know yeah, of in, course. at fault but just such a toxic but
1: the thing was the chaotic. rules was that she took his virginity didn't she as well yeah. which will obviously would have for, from his perspective you know would have made him really fall yeah. for her yeah. um, also introduced him to heroin mm-hmm. you know all right he's got to take it he's yeah. a, a grown man you know and he'd already been doing what cutting himself mm, mm. he used to um, with glass or whatever he would cut himself in America Because of the bond that was laid down when they were on that tour, they were they were given a tour manager in America who was trying to be as strict as he could, running with them, saying, no drugs, we don't smash things up, which was probably impossible task, wasn't it? Let's be honest. (laughs) But they were they were keeping him off heroin, weren't they? Mm. Um, And he carved it he carved into his chest. Get get me give me a fix or something Mm -hmm. like that, weren't it? And you know he managed to find some. And Nancy then again latched on the end of that tour you know they kicked Sid out Malcolm did some engineering again didn't he and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the only constant for him was obviously Paul Cook's in the background playing drums he was safe but he had a thing for Steve Jones I think didn't he, he wanted yeah. him to be It was he kept saying to him it's your band yeah. and it's your band and they kicked Johnny Rotten now. well let's be honest they were nothing without him no because with Sid Vicious like let's remember he was brought in on bass when they kicked Glenn Matlock Glenn Matlock was an accomplished bass player um, but he liked like the Beatles and stuff like that so he weren't really, didn't fit the punk mm scene, did not you know? Um although nowadays he probably he would say like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you you fit perfectly into it, yeah.
1: But I just think it's interesting Sid didn't, but he as he says in the as you say, it's not mm. about how you play, it's about how you look. Yeah. So even on recordings, if you listen to that first the well, the only album the Sex Pistols did, um, it's either Glenn Matlock on the bass because they would already recorded it yep. or Steve Jones going back in the studio after studio Sid and recording yeah. his bits
0: yeah for someone who'd only just taught himself guitar to then go off and,
1: and learn bass. bass as well yeah and another thing interesting linking to the New York Dolls was obviously the guitar that um, Malcolm McLaren gave him was the New York one of the New York Dolls lead guitarist mm-hmm. guitar so he learned on a legend's guitar yeah. to play himself but he said he took a lot. Of, it was speed was the drug of choice at that time, and he just used to stay up for three, four days, yeah, and he basically tried to play.
0: Yeah, maybe that's where we're going wrong. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're really, that to keep playing. Don't do drugs, kids. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no this, this tells you why, essentially. But I think it's just touching as what well. you know. I want to mention obviously, we both watched Pistol, so directed by Danny Boyle yeah. on Disney Plus. You know that we put an article in where it's fact checking. Yes, but a lot of reports seem to be actually it's more accurate. The Rocket Man, Bohemian yes. Rhapsody is one of the most accurate ones. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It really you know, brought me back into this area of music. Um, But also the character of just Johnny Rotten and just how polarising he was. People didn't like it. No. Is that punk? I think so. I think
1: he just had... He was educated. Mm. He was educated. Um... His upbringing to Steve Jones was very different, wasn't it? Steve Jones was talking about how he got sexually abused by his father-in-law, which he he believes made him a sex addict. He mm-hmm. would sleep with people in toilets, wouldn't he? He'd meet a girl for literally two minutes and he'd want to sleep with them. So he had. To, whereas, I think John, it doesn't go into his upbringing. He's from an Irish mum and dad, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Um, who really supported what he did. He always
0: said he's a Catholic boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And he, he was polarising. I mean, it's he's, just his look. Yeah. He was... The, out of all the people in the band he turned up he was all a ready made punk yeah. he was already had the look mm-hmm. you know and also the way he acted on stage, is dancing his facial expressions you know they used to spit at the crowd the crowd yeah. would spit back didn't yeah. they throwing bottles what I love when they're performing is almost like they're throwing something and he just carries on mm-hmm. like you know and he
0: and he's yeah. looking at them and always like, go on do it again Yeah, uh, you know you can do what you want to me yeah. and then you get to there was a band one there at Reading that had it happen yeah. a few years back and they just walked off. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop throwing of, stuff at us. Yeah. yeah, and actually, the punk way is saying, We used to throw stuff at us, we're going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just keep playing. That's and keep resistance, is Yeah. But also, you know, it's interesting just if I say Sex Pistols to anyone, Johnny Rotten's the one they'll be able to name. 100%. Even though the others went on and did, you know, most of the others, all like Sid Vicious was in a band before, you know, they all did stuff he's the one you recognise.
1: I think it's, um, yeah, 100%. Mm. He's the one you think of. I know he's had stuff to say about the recent one because it was based, Steve Jones' executive producers, based mm. on his book, he was a bit upset, wasn't he, that, like, you know, that Danny Bolton contacted him to, to to be involved. But I think he comes out okay in it. I, I think, think he does. He's I think the one who wants the band he to stay out, to yeah. together. He wants the band to stay together. Yeah. He wants it to go. He wanted Malcolm. That was the problem. I think Steve Jones felt indebted to Malcolm mm-hmm. McLaren, mm-hmm. and I think because of how his father and we won't give too much away, Steve Watkins. But because of his relationship with his father-in-law, he saw Malcolm as a father right. figure. Yeah. Even though Malcolm wasn't that much older than him. No. But he had that authority. Yeah. He had like a voice. He had a steady hand mm-hmm. and like you know. Whereas I think Johnny Rotten could see what was happening. We haven't got bank accounts. We yeah. haven't got money. Yeah you know we're making all this noise but we're not we're not got any control yeah but in the end S- Steve booted him, and it was never because they they were going to put Sid Vicious as lead when they. Yeah. it was never going to work once no. once he was gone Johnny Rotten was like the the charisma the sound obviously coming from Steve Jones and Paul Cock was mm. great because it was just no nonsense down strumming
0: three yeah. chords but without Johnny Rotten you haven't got the Sex Pistols no. and I don't think QT Jones and the Sex Pistols would have would have no. gone anywhere. He Johnny no. One was the perfect frontman for that punk band. It's what they needed.
1: And um, I think on the documentary that we linked, the Amplified one, it talks about probably true punk lasted about a hundred days. Mm. Um, you know, before people started to converge on London mm. with what they thought was the punk look, like um, you know the the what are they called? The, pit safety pins. the safety pins safety yeah. pins to in yeah. their clothes and ripping their clothes on purpose whereas true punks go no we had safety pins in our clothes because we couldn't afford yeah. other clothes so and we didn't really pierce our faces but people no. used to turn up with piercings, piercings then and stuff yeah. like that I think there was the girl Jordan who used to work in Eve's come to yeah. contribute and Jordan who worked in um, Vivian Westwood shop yeah. and she was the she was um, sort of said that to have the punk look she had the mm. the way you it basically face.
0: It, it was almost like it's Aladdin Sane isn't it massively it basically looked like that almost like I mean Aladdin Sane started that fashion it did you know it re- and that's where and then punk latched on it was like okay here we go the yeah. UK punk scene was
1: massively influenced by Bowie yeah and the glam rock scene like mm. T-Rex and then they just amplified it basically. Yeah. But they all say that bowie made it okay. And we talked about Bowie in the previous part, he made it okay for you to be who you want to be. Yeah. You know, so then people started to walk. Around. You know, King's Road in Chelsea is a posh area. Mm. But they just and you just start and you can see on the footage from the time, people are like turned theirs going, What the yeah. hell is that? Walking down there, what are Walking they wearing? Are 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 they wearing? Yeah. Yeah. But I think as well, you know, for me, that true thing lasts a hundred days, you know. Um, and from the back of that then, you know, I think it was in Manchester where Members of jo- what went on to be Joy Division mm. in the crowd, Buzzcocks as well, um, John Cooper Clark, you know, like, we're all in the room when mm. the Buzzcocks play. And that's when people shouting at them going, you can't play, and, like, John Watts going, yeah. we don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so, so like, what? You know, so what? But yeah. then they all went on to form bands. Yeah. Um, obviously, The Clash had a massive part in that as well um, around the same time. But then you get, like, you know, when you come back, you know, the Misfits and, like, people mm. like that, um, Stiff Little Fingers... The jam come out yeah. of it, you know. It just goes on for this just post-punk goes, yeah. surge yeah. then, doesn't it? And then it? it
0: keeps going then, because then yeah. you go into the early 90s and you've got Nirvana start coming out and that, you know, and Radiohead, you know, Soundgarden, Sonic Youth, you know, all those sort of things are coming. And then you it liked You bit the corn, didn't you? Yeah. When Corn were on that Korn, documentary. Yeah. yeah, so when Corn, you know, and it was interesting listening listen to documentary. It was like, if you listen to every chord song, it's got exactly the same, you know, it, it works. You know, it's like the three-chord thing. It works, and then moving in now you know and it's the Sun 41 you know and it's that Green Day and that stuff's coming so it really is like you know punk hasn't gone it's evolved evolved. but you still can't beat some underground punk like looking at Schlug you you still just can't beat like the in your face style that they use We've got to give them a shout Because punk's had a
1: resurgence We've talked about that Pseudo cool Definitely big punk fans mm. as well Melodic punk I'd call that Schlugger probably a bit more on the tradition of Like in your face mm. And actually probably the closest We would get to a, a Sex Special yeah. style gig I yeah. know there's no yeah. the mutilation And all that But it is very like Proper circle pits Yeah Crowds, it like I have seen them Ellis before. Like he'll go out into the crowd, he'll grab somebody, yeah. and then he'll like sing in their face, yeah. you know. And when we went to that gig, we were just stood before you before, before before I lost it. Yeah, before but, I like, I'm going. Yeah, well, it was we're on the, you're on the tips of your toes. You're you waiting yeah. for something to happen. Yeah, um I think as well, you know, Idols probably started that because Ellis mm-hmm. talked with mm-hmm. them as an influence, and in, in, you know, in bringing it back mainstream. But I don't think anyone will have done what the Sex was done to openly going against the monarchy. Yeah, and the Sleaford Mods are close. They talk a lot about the um, the Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. They're very research, mm-hmm. so they're close in terms of their content. And I love them. Do, we'll do something on them in the future. But I think for me, you are the New York Yorks, Ramones as well. We should shout out yep. Ramones, New York Dolls, The Stooges, Velvet Underground it goes then from New York via Malcolm McLaren mm-hmm. to the UK it's okay. and it's been evolving ever it's since. It's gone from there, yeah. So, anything for you, mate? Just f- closing thoughts, really, because I know you are really excited for this, weren't you? So, have we covered
0: what you want to cover? I, th- I think we have and I think it is, for me, I, I don't know, it's almost like, well, where's, where has this element of punk gone and has this element of punk actually, in some areas, moved on to social media and people actually calling things okay. out and actually saying... This isn't right. This is what I'm thinking. You know, and ca- is there a way of merging the two together? I don't know, but you know, p- punk is saying how you feel, putting your voice out there, and not not being cancelled. You know, yes. people talk about cancel culture and stuff. You know, I I have probably opinions that people don't agree with. You know, I and this it's like we'll talk about it. You know, I, I I had lots of conversations with people about the Me Too campaign and actually yeah. my opinions on how negative that was you know for some ele- you know completely mm. agree but for some aspects it was like well actually you need to realise the damage you're causing mm. you know and yeah it's, it's not being afraid to say that to people because yeah. people will challenge and come back but if you can stand your ground and actually take whatever's thrown in your face that's what
1: punk's about that's what
0: punk's about You used even like the people who are doing the
1: Extinction Rebellion
0: yeah
1: you yeah. know, you know a, new, a new wave of people coming mm. through and standing up for what they believe in yeah. and that's punk that's where I think punk will never die no it, like you said it'll evolve you just mm. nailed it you know mm. punk won't do- it'll just move to somewhere else and you have to remove punk from thinking of mu- just music mm. it's art it's like uh, it's movements isn't it yeah. you know things yeah. that go around the world it's poetry and, and yeah. what else as well
0: it's Banksy punk
1: I'd say so to me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. snogging no. like, you know, yeah. And, and all of that but no good one love it love that really really enjoyed that um and we could have we just said we could have gone on for hours i mean if you yep. look at like the hardcore scene dead kennedy's black flag all that that come out of it we've done one on joy division yep. they came directly out of mm-hmm. seeing the sex pistol so you can go back to that, that post-punk it was just post-punk and hardcore which sort of branched off mm. different sounds you, there are so many, but you know, I hope you enjoyed that, and I'm sure off the back of this, we will cover some pe- other yeah. people who came out of that movement. There's definitely one in the Sid and Nancy, Nancy. There's, yeah. there's definitely there's, something yeah, there. There's but, so um, much there. Yeah. But you've been deep diving. I have as well, have. watching the pistols. But you yeah. were, you wrote a poem. I did listening to some Sex Pistols I did. the other day. Yeah. I'm um, influenced
0: by my dream of you. Which is weird. <laughs> oh yeah, you tell people. I had a I had a weird dream where you were commissioned to kill me. But you couldn't tell me when you were going to kill It's not me. a dream, Brian. So I know. So we either going to have a live murder on here. Or, yeah, so I did. I listened, you know, and I was saying, it was interesting. I loved Sid Vicious doing my way. Yeah. And I just, I chucked that on on repeat and I just saw, I just thought, what's going to come out? So I just wrote. So this is Commissioned to Kill. You seem in charge, but we see behind the mask. Your smiles, your smirks, we all knew. Rising prices, hiking taxes, hiding scandals, doing it your way. At times we were vacant, suppressed, hidden, but now we see. We see through, no more hiding. We see what you're doing. We hear the rally call. Your time is coming. We are coming. No more chances for you. Commission to kill.
1: okay so um, brilliant by the way the poem well, I you. really like that the police are outside mine yeah that's fine <laughs> no but we're going to resist we are we'll we're going to resist, gonna resist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can spit at us throw stuff at us yeah. so we're not moving yeah we've got Bryn's manifesto it's not yeah. your poem it's a manifesto <laughs> but um, no this is where we you know we like to set challenges it's a, a theme of the pod that we'll never drop no, no. matter what happens no. we will keep the challenges in um, and it's a joint yeah. challenge isn't it's it? a joint challenge go on yeah, yeah you go oh, on no, you could, well after you I think we have having a conversation okay, we have having a conversation weren't we about clearing out Yeah, and um, I think if one thing Punk teaches you is to not really worry about material things mm-hmm. a little bit even though I'll always like my material things my divas trades yeah, and yeah. that because that's how I go but it's time for clear up mate mm-hmm. so you always tell me
0: you've got loads of sports gear yeah, I know <laughs> I've, got, I've got. I've just got too many clothes so yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it is just yeah, just just have a clear out, just get rid of some stuff. But also, if there's anything you can be creative with, have a go.
1: Yeah, hundred you percent. know if
0: there is stuff, you know, I wouldn't say we should try and show us a punk outfit because I don't know whether my shorts and stuff will work with that. But I want to go to caters
1: though, and um, we should taste. And like, look, rec- I reckon one day are get getting there because <laughs> yeah. i was telling you about bait and you're wondering about bass my dad's mm. got a couple of basses, mm-hmm. so there's something there but we've got to do the sea shanty first because we will got kill us. yeah yeah and we have made progress on that we've we got have. some lyrics down yeah. haven't we so watch this space on that but um also another trick for editing a wardrobe that i picked up on which i'll share is to hang your clothes up in your wardrobe the other way round with the hangers and then if they're still facing that right. way because you ha- and every time you use something turn it around to you yeah. right i wear that for everything for, it's a Marie Kondo one, I think, I isn't think it? So, yeah. um, or something like that. If it's three months, I think, or set your time limit mm. and they still phase get rid of get them. A give a the charity, to it to charity, let someone yeah. else have them or sell them. Um but yeah, we'll have a clear-up. Awesome.
0: As normal, absolutely smashed that one. I think we smashed a few guitars as we went through it as well. Spat <laughs> beer in people's faces. You know, we really went for it. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to hear um, from people, but yeah. also nice to meet people as well, would not it? When you handed over the t-shirt for the competition, can you remember that? I was looking at you completely blind. <laughs> we, we, we do plan this, people. But I was still in 1977
1: yeah. in like, London, <laughs> like, just a punk. I'm not, I do what I want. Yeah. Like, um, no, I met up uh, with Lisa, who, if people remember, we set a hell of a competition mm-hmm. a little while back about our favourite dad jokes, basically, yeah. wasn't it? And we put it to a vote we did in the end yeah. we did put it to a vote um because it was too very close was it amy as well amy yeah amy. very closely run um but yeah Lisa and you know what I used to work with Lisa um back years ago so it's good just to catch up mm. you know pop in and um where she works a lot of the people that are there that I used to work with so mm-hmm. it's just going to say hello and catch up but we've also just traded music recommendations so passed on pseudo cool to her shug yep. over Wonderful. to her um and she said she's going to send us a picture of her in the top she goes to a lot of gigs um, and she's promised me she's going to wear the top two awesome. gigs as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was really good to meet. Yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, just noted, you know, I know we laugh about the links, but with Instagram, I found a bit of a new toy where you can re- put music <laughs> requests on and stuff. So we did the phonics, so we had some responses for that. We'd, we'd done a Friday playlist. Yes. So, yeah, keep your eyes out on the stories, because we won't. We probably won't put as many posts, but the stories will be running yeah. more. Just get some interaction. So, yeah, you know, any, any songs or any ideas or anything, follow us on there. The link's in the bio. <laughs> we're,
1: not, we're not going into it anymore. I can't are we, be like, asked. Um, it's all in the bio. It is. And we, we should say, get in. The, I know I do every now and again I've been about this, but so many people say, i fed up, I've got nothing to do, blah, blah, blah. Mm. If you go back to our 61 pods now, yeah.
0: there is loads in the this Amount so we, of articles and yeah. stuff, just raising your own knowledge. Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. But that's it for that one. That was a cracking one. Job Until done. next one, try from me. Try from him.